So, hello and welcome to a special Soundcast, uh, a Soundcast Extra, if you will. Um, yeah, playoff special. We are so excited about what happened on Thursday night in Charlton uh, that we thought we'd better record a quick episode just covering that game, really, because I think by the time we get around to Sunday, Ollie, I should just say Ollie's with me, is this week as usual? Um, by the time we get around to Sunday and that game, Ollie, we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about, aren't we? And it might be a two hour podcast. So, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably worth getting this one out of the way straight away, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I was, um, yeah, messaged you on Friday saying, Glenn, we've got to do a podcast. <laughs> I'm still busy on, busy on the Friday morning. And, yeah, still busy now, just thinking about Nolan's goal. Yeah, so. Saturday morning it is, so we're recording this sort of the day, day and a half before the uh, the second leg, and obviously we've got a one 0 lead. But um, it was just a fantastic time, wasn't it? Really, and we'll, we'll get into game in a minute. Obviously, uh, yeah, we've we've had lots of people asking us questions about Shrewsbury because it's one of those games that sort of catapulted us into the the national uh, media again, wasn't it? Because it was on TV, and uh, yeah, you've done a bit for Talksport this week. I did a bit for Radio Shropshire, but I actually heard you on Talksport, Ollie. I thought you were very good. Oh, cool. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. So yeah, it was quite fun. Yeah, asking me, and they asking me about and what Salop is. They thought they liked the name of Salopcast, which was quite funny. Yeah. So asking what Salop was, and yeah, it was quite a funny little um, section. So no, good, and yeah, it's nice, obviously, to Shrewsbury um, being the news, and obviously as we have been all season. So yes, I went on Radio Shropshire and. Uh, they got a Charlton fan on Ollie. He probably didn't hear this because it was on uh, quite early on in the morning. And um, this was before the game, obviously. And he was the most negative Charlton fan. It filled me full of confidence, Ollie. I tell you, he was <laughs> he was like, oh, we're rubbish. And uh, we've only really turned it around in the last few weeks. And uh, I don't know about... Bought, he was pretty critical of the manager. I was like, this is fantastic. We're going to go down there and win now. So little <laughs> did I know how prophetic that guy was. Because, um, yeah, they weren't exactly rubbish, Charlton. But uh, they, certainly didn't, uh, they certainly didn't get what they wanted out of the game. So, yes, let's get into it. Because... You know, Thursday night in Charlton will live long in the memory, so let's get back to that, Ollie. That's Nolan! It's special from John Nolan! Cool, so it was um, kick-off um, 7.45 on Thursday night. Um, I was working in London um, at Vitti's HQ and kind of <laughs> trotted around the N25 and I went for um, tea at uh, my friend of mine who's a Charlton fan. Oh, so it was okay. quite nice to see him and see his family and his kids and stuff. So I did that before the game, obviously chat a bit of football and yeah, drove over to the ground, part to put as does as he does, and then yeah. um yeah, walked into the ground. So um but you were spending a bit of time in, in London, weren't you, Glenn? Yeah, people accuse me of not having a job and not doing any work and <laughs> it for any yeah. kind of Ben did example. ask you that on Twitter, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, one of my friends. But um yeah, I took I took uh, Thursday afternoon off and Friday morning. It just felt so important, and I just wanted to be there. And um, yeah, we we booked a hotel at the XL Centre. Um, went for a run to try and get rid of some of those post match nerves around by the Thames barrier, and then we eventually eventually walked up to the cable car, crossed crossed the Thames on the cable car, and then got a bus from the O2 Arena down to Charlton. And we were there about forty five minutes before kick off, and sort of meeting up with friends that we'd not seen for a while, and um, some of my mum and dad's friends as well who were there because I went with my dad. And um, yeah, it was a reasonably painless journey there got used to paying contactless payment on on london buses now i'm not just trying to scav free lifts like i did when we went to wembley so um yeah <laughs> it got in there and the crowd was bubbling up really nicely and um yeah in, in essence because it was quite a late turnaround ollie in terms of you know knowing who it was and and stuff i thought you know we took 777 town fans didn't we i thought that was a bloody good effort to be honest with you yeah i thought it was a good effort obviously you always get your london shoes but you know your, your nurses your doctors your your teachers can't um, no. skive off. I I left work at three um, p.m. to get round, um, and yeah, and that was obviously I was already in London already. So yeah, you can't you can't turn it around. Yeah, there was a bit of criticism from the Shropshire staff, not probably yeah. wise to criticise well. your customers, but um, never mind. Um, so yeah, so there was <laughs> yeah, but there were seven hundred and seventy-seven fans, and Shrewsbury fans are in good voice. And yeah, my uh, my mate who was um, who sat in the who sits in the stand up behind the goal and said we were in really good voice. So it wasn't just we thought we were good. They were saying he was saying we were in good voice. 
post as well, so that was cool. I think that's 100% true. I liked your comment to, I think it's Nathan Judah, isn't it, out the Shropshire Star, that sort of yeah. said I would have expected more, and he's he's a bit of a Wolves guy, so we'll just ignore what he says. You anyway. wouldn't get but, Lewis Cox saying no. stuff like that, would you? So. But the point is, I liked what you said back to him, Molly. You said, why send, why send 2,000 town fans when only 777 were needed on that night? And that's, <laughs> that's the point. It's very true, because you know every single person there was pretty much standing and cheering and chanting the whole way through and, and really didn't stop getting behind the lads, which, as we'll come to later on, was stark contrast to Charlton's fans, who are actually got on their team's back after about 50 they, minutes yeah which they started game. well though yeah. they start i thought they started well and they were really they were quite, yeah so who started so um i was thinking about this glenn as i did the um as i was doing the agenda like i couldn't imagine us talking about this team in like 10 15 years <laughs> yeah um, you know you know how like you got the man united team and you talk about the midfield you've got like you know you've got beckham skulls Keane, and gigs and we've got yeah um, Henderson, Bolton, Sadler, Toto, Beckles, um, Godfrey, Worley, Nolan, Morris, and Rodders, and Morris. So I would call this, like, we've obviously, Brown obviously been out for quite a bit now. Um, you'd say this was, and, um, and a go go out, yeah. you'd say this was definitely our, our best team, and, and I thought the classic 11 um, yeah. of the latter half of the season. Yeah, and we kind of picked it, didn't we? We only really had in the podcast last week a debate about whether Morris would start in midfield and whether Morris would start up front, and to be honest, with you, he went with. You know, he's tried and t- trusted players, didn't he? The ones that have played the most football and have been the ones that have been getting a rest, and, and I think that worked really well. But are you, are you close to saying this is our golden generation then? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. There's just a special team, isn't it? It it's is. It's a really special team. I'm pretty sure Omar Beckles is better than Phil Neville, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely cooler, that's for sure. <laughs> he definitely is, yeah. So, no, I, I thought it was the right team to go for, and, and you know, why. We we were rumming an arm, weren't we, about whether we play Riley? But there was there was no point really. This this was the team to get back to the the way they played for say at least the start of the season through to January when we we played with a high press tempo and were really difficult to play against. And and that is exactly what they did. And um, we can come to in individual performances, but the most pleasing thing about it was that Bryn Morris actually played the Abu Agogo role and he played it the best he's played it so far oh, and, and he, that made it just click and flow so much better than it has in previous weeks yeah and he and he did that and he also added his own strength his passing yeah, yeah, but did. I think it's just worth saying because one of the things we said in the last pod wasn't it that for us to get back so obviously we'd done lots of changes Paul Ursa had done um, like changes and rested Nolan and Worley and everyone had a bit of a rest and one of the things we said was we were a bit concerned about whether we were going to come out and be at that pace. Mm, you know, yep. we even used Bolton as a bit of an example of, you know, he wasn't passing the ball, he was like hoofing it down. Um, you know, before we get into the detail, that that worked. Paul Hurst's plan of resting players, I'd say, at this point in time, halfway through the game has worked. And I was really impressed by the players' kind of commitment level and standard and, you know, they were taking risks, passing the ball. Um, yeah, really impressed with how they started the game. Yeah, they were, they, they were high press, weren't they? High energy again, which we hadn't seen for a few weeks, to be honest with you. The, the actual intensity in our play was so many levels above what we've put in since Wembley. It, you know, it was the best performance since, you know, before Wembley, wasn't it? You know, we've done yeah, that a month definitely. and a bit. Um, and, and we'll come to individual performances as we go through, but there wasn't anyone that really let us down. Um yeah, it was just it was just fantastic to watch, wasn't it? In, in all fairness, when we talk about the game, Ollie. They did start really well, Charles. Yeah. And I was. It was very much like the league game. Did you not think? You know, I, I can't remember if we went to yeah. that or not. But yeah, yeah, I was there. Fa- yeah. Chance started fantastic in that league game, and they were right on top of us from the start of this this game. And their crowd was so loud that I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be so difficult." Because that was um, different. Because the crowd, the crowd was the end of the Carl Robinson era, and we went yes, last time. It was. And they weren't particularly pleasing, but yeah, they started in full voice, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this 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 game had a, a different edge to it, didn't it?" It was a really <laughs> nice sunny evening. The lights were on and yeah it was there was kind of a really not good setting and then the Charlton fans started and were like okay right this is a real game now yeah and in some respects I think 
that maybe is one of the reasons why we got our intensity and our, our pressing and, and our yeah. flow going straight away because there was no mucking around. There was no easy introduction to this this playoff you know, semi-final. It was at it from the off. And if you weren't at it from the off, if we hadn't have been so resolute and, and strong from the off, we could easily have been 2-0 down after 20 minutes. And, and that would yeah. have been it, wouldn't it? And I think in that period, you have to really put your focus on how well the defence did because Charlton probably had four or five attacks in that first 10 minutes that were very concerning, I thought. Um, yeah. and, and we had to ride it out. And there were some real good tackles and headers in there, weren't there? Yeah, there was. Um, there was. Yeah, it was, the ball didn't seem to be able to get out of their final third, does nope. it? Nope. Um, it all started really with that um, run for their left back. Well, the left back, um, he's on loan from Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, he's they've been their player of their season. Um, and he ends up, yeah, um, get, the ball ends up getting crossed into the box as a, as like a deflected clearance by Toto and then a poor clearance by Rodders and then they have that header and they um, they, they headed the ball wide and that was yeah header from inside the six yard box um, and the guy headers it wide and that was a bit of a scare um, and then there was a couple of other ones where they had a, a run at goal mm. um, and it just went wide and Henderson tipped it wide which is a good save actually it was a great save yeah. Um, so yeah it was it was a not um, yeah it was a it wasn't like feel like we were like didn't feel obviously we've we're quite used to this team now, aren't we? We're quite comfortable with our defending. Um, it was just, yeah, it, was, it wasn't in, totally enjoyable um, start to the game um, uh, in terms of their chances. No, I kept saying to, I sat by my dad and then Roger Groves and his son Andy Groves, uh, Groves came down and sat by us as well. So there was sort of four of us sitting down the front. Um, funnily enough, we were sitting by all sort of the, the London boys players family. So Abu Agogo, Abu Issa, um, and Omar Beckles' families and, and sort of friends were sitting all around us. And my dad got talking to one of these guys at half time, a young lad, and he was one of um, Issa's cousins. Um, okay. So I was saying to my dad, go back and ask him if he's any good at football, like his, his two cousons that played for <laughs> Shrewsbury and Cheltenham. And get him to, go on, get him signed up, Dad. But um, they, were all, they were all brilliant, actually, the families around, really supportive of their families. And that obviously helped our attendance because they were all chanting and, and cheering as well. But um, yeah, that, that first 10 minutes was interesting. I think it's probably worth just mentioning Henderson's performance now because I thought. The first 10 minutes and the last five minutes was where he stood out the most. And he was back yeah. to his commanding, confident best, wasn't it? And we sort of had um denied over the last few weeks about whether he sort of he had a bit of a thing in his head still and a hang up from some of the mistakes he made. My God, he was imperious, I thought, during the game. His kicking was fantastic. Um, and, you know, he really, really set the tone for how we defended so well in that first 10 minutes, really. Yeah, it was it was a solid performance by Henderson. It was a solid performance by everyone, really. Yeah. It was um, the opposite of last few weeks in terms of choosing your top three. <laughs> um, it was. Worth noting, there was a handball claim, wasn't there, um, against Rodgers? Um, the ball bounced yeah. up and hit Mill's hand, but his hand was like almost touching his leg. Um, that was never a handball. Um, and to be fair... Um, there wasn't that much of a claim um, from Charlton, so the game kind of like cracked on after that. Did you think it was handball? It was down the other end. We couldn't really yeah. see, could we? And no, the highlights aren't good. The, the most interesting thing about it was is there was two handball claims in the first half, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one where P.S. later on, <clears throat> we floated a free kick in and um, he jumped to head it, but led with his arm and it looks to have hit his arm first. I've looked yeah. at the replays on that. I mean, to be honest with you, they probably were both very dubious, but it was interesting that the people watching on Sky were sort of tweeting, oh God, handball, because the, the commentators and the pundits had said definite handball, we should have had a penalty. But at the time, it was right in the goal that we were sitting behind. I didn't even notice it, did you? No, I didn't notice it at all. <laughs> I, I um, only saw it on um, people talking about it on Twitter and Facebook afterwards. And then when I was yeah, watching the extended highlights in prep for the pod, I saw it and yeah, it, it was it was it was it was a handball in a sense that yeah it touched his arm, but I, I, I can't really blame the referee. Um, and actually, probably we were just making a comment on the referee. Where the referee was excellent, wasn't it? A championship ref, yes. and you could definitely see the difference. He was really good at managing the game. I can't yeah. really think he made too many things wrong. Um, you know, he didn't 
he didn't kind of succumb to any pressure at all. Um, he was he was good. It was nice to see. It was good to see. It was refreshing to see a good ref. That's it was. He played some good advantages as well. Actually, yeah, I thought. he did. Um, and then he went got... back as well when when you no, know, if if it didn't quite work, he was yeah, very very good ref performance. Yeah, and, and talking of the ref, we should probably it's a bit coming a little bit forward because there was a couple of things down before. But Godfrey obviously got booked in the first half. Um, yeah. And it was quite interesting. Sorry, it wasn't Godfrey. Sorry, it was um, Carl Morris thinking about it. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, it was Carl Morris who got booked. And um, it was interesting because it was one bit, he was thinking it might have been about 25 minutes, 30 minutes in, where, it, where he should have chased the ball on. And Nolan sort of gave him a bit of a sort of chivvy up, sort of shouted at him and was sort of like pushing pushing his arms forward. And from that point onwards, he started running really fast towards whoever had the ball, launched in, and he did cut, catch the guy late. It wasn't a horrible yeah. tackle, but it was a bit late and he got deservedly booked. But I thought Nolan caused that. He, he round him up. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. That was a fair enough booking. You couldn't really complain at the referee for that one. Um, but going back to the after the first 10 minutes then, I thought it was brilliant what we did. We, we started to get the ball out wide. Um, we got Rodders and Wally in the game more, particularly Rodders in the first half. Um, at, or we, we tried to hold on to the ball. And what we did is we, we choked them out of so many attacks and it just quietened the crowd didn't it Ollie it was very noticeable yeah. and once the crowd came out of it we really really grew into the game and they sort of lost that first 10 minutes of buoyancy from a really noisy vociferous home crowd and from then we we just kept growing into the game more and more as it went through the first half and the midfield three were fantastic they really held the ball Nolan's quick feet every time he got the ball he was so hard to get near Godfrey was bombing on and, and it was fantastic how we grew into the game I thought yeah we did we were we, both teams were taking the were taking the chances weren't they we were very stretched even the back four was quite stretched um, so that meant whenever Godfrey or, or, or Morris because I'd say Godfrey and Morris were playing a Kind of almost next to each other, weren't they? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a, yeah. It wasn't one sitting. It was kind of two sitting. Um, but Morris had both of them bombed on when they had the chance. Um, and yeah, it was. Um, there was some brilliant passing. And yeah, it was good to see the fullbacks. And at the start in the first half, especially a lot of stuff went down the left and tits. There was a lot of balls with um, with Beckles um, interplaying with um, Rodman and Nolan. Um, so it was good to see. And yeah, there was a couple of storming runs, wasn't there? So there was that Godfrey charge, which was fantastic. I love to see that Godfrey amazing, charge. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's just like a, such a, a tank when he's running. Forward, um, and then there was that um, Nolan miss, um, which was kind of yeah, kind of the oh. start of us kind of coming into the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's that Nolan miss I remember as sort of the turning point, really, in terms of us really starting to have all, most of the pressure in the game. Um, the one thing about the Godfrey charge, he sort of picked up midfield, ran on. I just wish he'd shoot. He, he always tries to yeah. off, doesn't he? But I wish he'd have a crack every now and again. But the Nolan miss was really interesting because he, he went down the left hand side, um, did a little pull back, drag back, trick the defender, turned onto his right foot, and he had the space to curl it in the top corner and it looked for all the world like he probably would just you know pop it into the top well, corner well I thought he did yeah it's interesting yeah. you say that because from where I was sitting because I was sitting on the other side of the goal to you and I don't know whether someone's head was in the way but when he looked like he looked like he had almost had an open goal when I mm. watched the highlights back there was two players diving at his feet so he yeah. had to rush his shot yeah, um, so in real time watching it I was like oh I can't believe he missed like yeah just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, it's one of those chances that takes you like five, ten minutes to kind of get over. It was that good of a chance, wasn't it? Because we were away. It was a fantastic break. It was probably two on one or yeah, two on two, wasn't it? So I, I actually recorded it on my phone, Ollie, you know, and, and it's on the Blue and Amber Twitter account if anyone wants to go have a look. So I record the whole move and I recorded his little drag back and then I record him turn and he has the shot and then suddenly I realise the ball is coming straight towards me <laughs> and it hits the chair about two two across from where my dad was sitting. So it almost hit me. And then I, you can see on the video, I have to pull the camera out of the way because I think I'm going to get it by the ball. But um, it was a, a fair distance yeah. wide in the end. But that and we was got really... a corner. 
but, but yeah. it wasn't the corner actually so the, the ref corner. did make a mistake there but maybe you just thought this is John Nolan doesn't miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely didn't take a deflection but um, from that point onwards as I say we really uh, and that must have been what 20 minutes in I thought we were on top of the game from then until probably the last five minutes when they tr- tried to put some pressure on and we were controlling it you know we had the yeah. ball the, the way the defence passed it around the back then I thought was re- you know really good that you know every single one of our defenders was confident to have it and play it across play a cross field ball roll it back to Henderson there was no that's panic. key to how we play isn't it and yeah. that's one of the things that you know people some people and a lot of opposition fans have been quite negative about us and we but we do play football um, and we do take risks and yeah everyone was everyone was playing to, to play into the way that we have done all season in our kind of our best elements so yeah it was, it was great to see and yeah you're totally right there the, the passing was good and players were taking not a risk but you know it's also a bit of a risk you know it's easier to hump it forward isn't it yeah it, it certainly is and we didn't re- result to that if we, we did play along quite a lot in the first half but there was a purpose to it and it was always directly to Morris yeah. um, and you know his performance was you know I've been away they missed a couple of games recently where he's taken an absolute shelling off the fans for not eff- no effort and not he's nothing not seemingly trying but he was back to probably the best that he's been for us I thought um, Carl Morris yeah I would say he's been putting the effort in it's just almost been putting too much effort in and it just hasn't been working yeah. but yeah, yeah it was really working and yeah my um, my chart and mate Stuart um, said that um, yeah he's a rock up front although he was really impressed with his performance and yeah if you're getting opposition fans yeah praising your performance you've obviously had a good game so, so that was good and I guess the, the highlight of this, the final highlight of the half was um, Morris's effort oh that was unlucky wasn't it yeah nice little move wasn't it for the goal yeah. a lot of little passing around eventually got laid back to Morris um, and he sort of leant back as he hit it from quite a long way out on sort of the right hand side and sort of a curling shot that was sort of heading into the left hand side of the goal over where, where you were sitting um, and I couldn't tell whether it was going in or not but when the keeper yeah, dived I think over it was yeah yeah made a save I was like oh god that must have been close so yeah it was, it was a massive save. noise from the town fans when that went when that shot went in and um yeah, it was just more evidence of us continuing to, to dominate the game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. It was, it was a good... And we went in at half-time, and I would say it was probably, what, even on points at half-time? Yeah, that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, they, they, the even on chances, I think it had been about even, hadn't it? But I think we yeah. must have had most more of the possession in that half. Charlton were good. Oh, you know, that's one thing to say. We've, we've said, A lot of times when we've talked about how good Shrewsbury were, we've talked about, oh, the opposition weren't very good. They're a pretty average League One team. I actually thought Charlton were very effective at what they did. They were very, they couldn't break us down as much as they wanted to, but they had pace, guile, trickery. They had the, the, the guys up front looked like they were a handful for our defenders, and it... You know the the creditable thing about this performance was it was against a team playing pretty well. I thought, and we, we yep. still beat them. And so, you know, we should give credit to Charlton. They they, they didn't look. You know, they were decent, weren't they? You yep. can't say anything other than that. Yeah, and it was it was interesting. So yeah, in the first half they were they really kind of came at us at the pressing game. So they were playing they were playing really hard, working really hard, um, and passing really well. So yeah, and it was good. And yeah, I'd say the the, the second half started, and we. Um, yeah, we carried on, didn't we? We carried on knocking it around and there was that one ball from Sadler um, where, yeah, Sadler gets the ball um, kind of near the, I don't know how to say it, it's like just over into um, into our, our defending half. Yeah. Um, and he just sprays the most beautiful ball out to Worley who takes it down in one touch that and touch goes past the fullback. Oh. And that was amazing, yeah. I mean, then Wally um, does a pass across to Morris, um, who unfortunately is that um, basically the defender just gets in front of him. But that was a delightful bit of play, and yeah, watching it back on the highlights was was, it was nice. It was a super super bit of football, and it's long ball, but it's a long pass, not just a just a hoof. Yeah, it was it was evidence of how we played in that second half. We 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 dominated pretty much from forty five to. 
80 minutes, I thought we were completely on top. And it was so exciting to watch, Charlie, wasn't it? Every attack we had was sort of fluid and they were they were all putting in. If we lost the ball in the second half, we were like a pack of dogs. We chased everything down. I thought it was really effective. Um, and Charlton still had a few moments down our end, didn't they? But you, you never really thought it was gonna, they were going to get too many clear-cut chances um, until nearly the end when they threw, threw a lot more at us. But I... The, the style and the swagger, I just, I loved it. And there was one point in the second half, I remember saying to my dad, that t- there was a tackle. They did come forward, Toto put a tackle in, and he won the ball. And he just sort of like, when he won it, the guy was like lying on the floor, and we were attacking. And he just sort of like did this sort of swagger past the defender, looking down at him as if to say, no mate, I'm I'm completely in charge here. And it was just like, it was so much confidence about the way they played, that it was just... Great to watch, and and we've missed it. We really have missed it since Wembley. And I did, and a lot of Pete fans did worry about whether the mental side of our game had gone. There's no worries about that whatsoever. Now you could tell they were 100% back on mission and bang up for it, and that was just as pleasing as the actual football we played. I think because that will stand us in good stead for the next two games, hopefully. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And um, yeah, credit to to Hurst and the and the and the, um, the management team there and the players, obviously, then following out the instructions. It was um, it was very very impressive. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. They're knocking the ball around a bit for that goal. Was just as, as it just continued the whole half really, and um, we kept knocking at the door, didn't we? And there was a couple of half chances, scrappy chances, and um, I remember someone saying to me uh, just before I don't know the, the goal that you know it was one of those games where if it was going to be a deadlock was broken because both defences were playing pretty well I'd say that you know Pierce at the back for them I thought he played really well actually against Morris and, and, and the attackers when they got up he's, he's a decent defender um, their left back played really well I thought in terms of defending and going forward um, so their defence were playing really well and it was at that point where someone said it's going to take a very special goal to break the deadlock in this game. And I think it might have been my dad, but I don't think he realised how special it would need no. to be. <laughs> so it's really funny. So it was about this point in the game that um, I caught it with Stuart after the, after the game had finished and we walked back to our cars. And um, at this point in the game, he said he, he could continue... The, the, kind of the, how the team play. And he was concerned that... Um, that they wouldn't be able to keep the pressing up all game, and which mm. kind of was kind of true. Um, and it's quite interesting at this point in the game, he put a little bet on that Shrewsbury would win one nil. He oh, could feel the turn. He could feel that the kind of the, um, the the tables were turning. You could see it, yeah. Yeah, and I've watched this back, so I had to put this in. So I was um, obviously I've watched it loads of times on Twitter. So I was I had my laptop out watching extended highlights, and it got to the point where I could recognise the start of this play. I'm not joking. I got goosebumps and I put my hands to, hands to my face, to my mouth, going, oh, here we go. I'm going to see it again. And it's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, so there's um, a really interesting um, kind of like um, header from um, from Bryn Morris, who headers it kind of like um, kind of like forwards, but behind him, which is yeah. quite interesting. Um, yeah, he lays it off. Um, then it comes to Payne. And Payne oh, Wally, got, to, Wally got it first. Yeah, didn't Wally, he yeah, he was Wally, yeah. yeah. Wally got it. Then he then he then he passed then he did like a chip over to, to, Payne. to Payne, who just does this deaf little header. Brilliant header. And then yeah, and then what does what does Morris well sorry Morris, what does Nolan do? Oh, he just produces a, a sort of a jumping half uh, volley, or it might have been a full volley actually, wasn't it? It's um, a half volley, yeah. Yeah, half volley once. took a little bounce once. Um but he's sort of in the air when he hits it, swings a leg at it and puts it in the postage stamp, as I call it, top corner, sort of off the bar. Down and in, and oh, God. we can talk about this goal yeah, for a long time. We talk now, about right? it for a lot of, so when I actually <sighs> when it when it touched the crossbar, and it came down. From your angle, what did you think had happened? I could, I couldn't tell. It's no, I couldn't tell from where we were. I, I thought, oh God, it's going to bounce back out, and I started thinking, thank God we've got the Hawkeye. 
because that was on, wasn't it? The, the, yeah, the, it was. Not the VAR, sorry. The, 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 um, the goal yeah, the line guide, And I was thinking, well, come on. I was looking at the ref because I thought, but, but, but after a couple of seconds, Nolan was off and running, wasn't he? And it was interesting after the game that Nolan said when it hit the bar, he wasn't sure whether it had gone in or not. So he hadn't, he didn't 100% know as soon as he hit it was in. He had to wait for it to bounce down all, over the line. Um, and the place went mental, didn't it then? And we'll, yeah. we'll come back to the reaction in a minute. But just let's talk about the technique of that goal, right? Because I've heard a lot of people on the radio, you know, on TalkSport, I was listening to, to the radio all the way back from London yesterday because I drove back on the Friday. Um, I was listening to a bit of stuff on Five Live about it. I've heard some of the other podcast people talking about it, you know, and even ex-professional footballers, I can't remember it was on TalkSport now. Um, oh God, I can't remember it was. It's one of the ex-professional Premier League players and, and um, they were talking specifically about the technique of how hard that goal is to score, you know, and, it was. It, it, it's got to be up there in one of the best goals I've seen a Shrewsbury Town player score for the technique and for the importance of that goal. Yeah. It, you'd have to go back a very, very long time in our history to think of a goal that had been so pivotal or, or memorable in the history of our club, I think. I can't, I, I've can't. i been thinking all week about how far back you'd have to go and I can't quite think of anything yet because a lot of important goals we've scored that have got us to places weren't particularly good goals. That was a flipping amazing goal, really. At the end of the day, oh, it was absolutely superb, and yeah, it's um, there's loads of like loads of like betting companies and stuff, and there's one from Skybet where it said, you know, can you name name a better goal? And there's that beautiful image that I don't know who the photographer is, who has got Nolan kind of like both of his feet at the same level, but kind of yeah. twisted. You got the Charlton player trying to block it, and his eyes are closed, and <laughs> you can see that Nolan had only obviously looked at the ball because his head is looking down. Um, so he's only focused on the ball and he's like flying in midair like some kind of ginger ninja um, <laughs> and it's just absolutely exquisite and it was I was right like pretty much right behind it yeah so when it hit the crossbar I was just like oh where's it what I had that like mill it was like milliseconds but it felt like a lifetime of <laughs> where's it gonna land and then when it landed yeah and then the net bulged and yeah but oh it's it's great for him to get this plaudits and what Added another million to his value, maybe? I put that on Twitter straight away. I said, yeah, if someone wants him, that's three million now. And and in all fairness, the goal, you know, obviously makes him stand out as an incredibly classy player. Um, and his overall performance was brilliant. Yeah. It, it was prime, you know, even saying one of his best performances this season. He was so difficult to play against. Every touch he took, he had a little quick touch to take. He was getting in all the pockets again, wasn't he? Yeah, was just... he got fouled so many times um, and in really good positions. We probably didn't take enough of the free kicks. That was one negative thing I'd say about the game. Free kicks and corners we didn't really do enough with. But um, yeah, he, he was absolutely brilliant from start to finish and um, deservedly man of the match, deservedly player of our season. And, and yeah, if anyone wants to come now, he's got two years left on his deal, you're going to be paying a pretty penny to take him away from us. And um it might happen in the summer, but I hope we don't. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see another season of him and the way he's developing. And um, He's got two years left, hasn't he? So, he has, yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't finished talking about this goal yet, so there's, there's no. two things to talk about. Uh, one, the, the reaction in the crowd. Now, I want to play in a bit of audio here, Ollie. Go um, I got my phone out straight away, as I usually do. And uh, just to, after a second after the goal, when they were down in the corner celebrating, I just whipped my phone out, and the place was going mental. Wasn't Absolutely it? I, mad. Like, when we went to Charlton in the league... Um, and we, we won 2 0, and Rodman's goal went in. That was mad. You know, that, was we had a mad that was a there brilliant that goal. Of that. Same but, goal as well, wasn't it? Same end. Yeah, we scored all our goals at Charlton in the same goal, haven't we, this year? Um, which was a bit weird. Um, and it went mad that day. But honestly, I saw people going bl- bloody. They really lost their minds on this one. They so did. I'll play that bit of audio in now. And apologies for the swearing. <laughs> and we'll play it in. <laughs> Yes! 
so yeah, so yeah, I had Roger Groves, chairman of the Supporters Parliament, just running up and down the stairs, high fiving people. Um, I saw that. Gaff. Yeah, people were commenting on, on that on the on the video that you shared because <laughs> you can see him just going absolutely ballistic. Well, like everyone else, and my dad yeah. was. You can hear the banging on the on the railings. That's my you know bloody elderly dad smacking his hands against the barriers, giving it a big whoop up, and I'm cheering and slightly swearing about the amazingness of the goal I've just witnessed. But um, yeah, what was it like down your end, Ollie? He's just as mad, I suppose. Yeah, so I was like had that kind of yeah that that split second of I'm not sure, and then I turned to my mate Ian and just basically hugged him and we were jumping up and down <laughs> everyone's jumping down there was a guy um, kind of on the road behind me um, who um, just ran he just seemed to run <laughs> he just seemed to run behind me and just go start going everyone was going absolutely apoplectic it was and you could just turn around and yell the videos and your video kind of highlights it brilliantly it was just like yeah. everyone's moving in different directions there's arms flying and stuff and yeah then obviously as we always often do we yeah, just jumped into a, a chorus of another chant and uh, yes. yeah it was just like yeah brilliant 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 moment as that and this time as well um, the, it was obviously night time and the lights were on and it was yeah it was uh, absolutely special moment and that's one of the that's that that's feeling and that feeling is why we had to do a special pod because yeah, yeah. We've just, we've just yeah I was a bit sleepy when we started this pod <laughs> and I'm fully awake <laughs> now just get yeah, buzzing about that goal it, that is true you know we've had so many special moments this season with the late winners at Bristol Rovers Doncaster and you know, loads of other games and, and games where we've you know that cheer on the final whistle where we ground a point out to keep us top those are all very special moments. I, you know, the amount of good special moments we've had at Charlton this season is a bit ridiculous, really, isn't it? But um, it was an not just a special moment in this season. I think you know, regardless of what happens in the rest of this playoff campaign, just to have, have gone there and, and done a job. And, and and one of the things we haven't really talked about is everyone I talked about the game when we we got there. This you know the seven hundred fans. I talked to quite a lot of them, obviously different people everyone was so nervous and it was like the, the the way the second half built there was chances either end the game was building and you just felt a goal was coming and it was going to be something special and you couldn't quite tell at what end and so when it finally went in for us it was such a pressure reliever um that yeah it was just i can understand why everyone went so mad it was it was just like right we're really on the way here and, and that's the chant wasn't it the straight away it was we're on our way chant wasn't yeah. it and that was kind and of that hadn't come out at this point in the game no. had it at all no, and it was in, and it was probably the right time to start bringing it back out because we certainly were on our way. Um, and that talks about the reaction there. Obviously, you had all the people back at the meadow. Have you seen the video of everyone going mad at the meadow watching yeah, it on the TV? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Jane Bebb, the uh, club secretary, getting right involved in it, which is fantastic. And so, yeah, it was brilliant. There was quite a lot of people at the meadow watching it from from all the stuff yes. I saw, which was good. So you had that, and then also uh, since then, everyone must have watched the replay, particularly the Sky replay back. God, how many times have we watched this back now? You know, it's it's you can't stop watching it. It's such a good goal. And the best thing about it for me is, you know, the commentary is really good. And the, it, they've used this iconic line now, haven't they? Like, um, you know, Shrewsbury Town standing tall amongst giants or something like that. I can't quite remember quite what it was like, but it, that's going to be an iconic phrase for us, I think, going forward. I think we'll see banners of that in years to come if we go up. Um, but the noise of the ball hitting the bar on the Sky replay is my favourite thing. It's just like... That's the that's the noise of Shrewsbury <laughs> Town heading in the right direction. Every time I replay it back, I just get a little smile. Every time I hear that noise of it banging off the stanchion, oh, it's fantastic. I've just watched it again. <laughs> just watched it again, and it's like. And the funny thing is, like you know, you you see like um like there's those kind of like, you know there's all those great Arsenal goals where they're doing little chips and stuff to each other. It's not yeah. just the Nolan strike. It's the little. It's the brilliant little chip from Wally on the outside of his boot, the header yep. from Payne, and then the ball just flies 
oh, I'm watching it again. Yeah, it's, iconic. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely iconic goal. Epic. And, and, and yeah, and I've just seen that man that you were going to refer to. Oh, yeah, well, I should come to him later. Well, we were going to come to him in the, in the three-way match port. But yeah, there's a guy behind the goal, isn't there, who yeah. thinks it's going wide. And he's just in a grey shirt and he's standing up with his arms out like wide, like you normally do when you're like, oh, it's wide. And <laughs> you just see him go, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, unlucky mate. <laughs> so um, yeah, after that, um, unsurprisingly, um, Charlton really came at us, didn't they? Yeah, they they did start. I think they, it was ten minutes to go, wasn't it, when we scored? Yeah. It was a fantastic time to score. Um, now we can come to time wasting later. We did time waste a lot. We time, I, oh, I think time waste is maybe a stretch. I think <laughs> I think because I think, I think, people time waste. We weren't. We weren't like time wasting we throw-ins and stuff. It was more just a bit of goal kicks and just taking our time. It's a hundred eighty-minute yes. game, as Paul Hurst said. It's hundred eighty-minute game. We were just taking our time. I think after the goal, then we started time wasting. But I, yes. I think it was a bit harsh that Henderson was getting criticised by the Charlton fans. And and the, in terms of time wasting, you want to watch Huddersfield in the week. That's time wasting. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was bad time wasting. I thought it was just the sort of thing that there's no way in a million years if Charlton weren't the one up, they wouldn't have done it. So I'm not having it. Exactly. You know. It was hilarious because all these on that Chelsea game, the Chelsea fans who are not a particularly nice bunch anyway were screaming at the at the referee. I remember they were time wasted at the Meadow in the Cup. Yeah, so you it's said like that, didn't you? like and didn't Chelsea time waste their way to winning the Champions League? So like you know those in greenhouses love and like there was this yeah. big lady just like going absolutely mental. I thought she was going to like her head was going to explode. You know, like, but yeah, look, guys in greenhouses trying to have a bit of context of what what you guys have been doing the last few years. So yeah, yes, I thought it was just yeah, quite I... funny. But yeah, agree, so but, that, it's but that it gamesmanship because... we've been talking about, though, isn't it? It's that gamesmanship we've been talking about, and one thing we've been wanting players to do. So yeah, to do it um, in this moment, was, yeah, was was the right thing to do, and just yeah, just take a bit of the edge out of the game. We didn't push it too far. I no, exactly. you didn't get any get away with a bit of it. Yeah, and no one got booked for time wasting. Henderson didn't even get booked for time wasting. He must have got five or six this season, so it wasn't even peak. T- wasn't even that Henderson bad. Time nah. wasted. Although he did do this one where he came out and cl- clutched a ball later on and dived on the floor. He loves that, doesn't he? He like like it's like, it's like he the wasn't simplest, Yeah, it's the simplest catch in the. Oh yeah. That, but it's also I love it when he does that it's the simplest catch in the world and he goes down on the ground and it's like oh that was a hard save <laughs> and he looks back at the fans and smiles yeah, he loves it, he's such he? a cheeky bugger really but I, I loved it he was really good in the last 10 minutes in terms of trying to kill the game off and obviously yeah. we bought the shop on later on and he did his usual job down the other end and, and we did well to kill it off I thought um, obviously they had a couple of chances right at the end didn't they there was a save from Henderson that was vital um, and then he dived on the ball right at the last minute before we, we cleared it away so um, there was all that um, we'll come to, there was a couple more chances as well but um yeah, I, I, the time-wasting thing was interesting. And the, the most funny thing about the time-wasting thing was they made a sub with about eight minutes to go and the guy walked off. He didn't He didn't even run off. I was like, you're, waste, you're wasting your own time here, mate. What are you doing? So, I don't know, Boyer must have been going mad at that. because he, he was getting a just... bit irate at this point, wasn't he? Yeah, well, the, and the Charlton fans were irate, weren't they? They were really getting miffed. And every time they attacked in that last ten minutes, if they misplaced a pass, and there was one where they just passed it straight out of play, it was yeah. a really loud sort of chorus of sort of angry sort of reaction to it which was fantastic exactly what our players wanted to hear because you know that galvanizes you into that last 10 minute period but it was difficult that last 10 minutes wasn't it you know despite how well we played it was it was much more back to the wall for a bit yeah it was and there was that one um they had a free kick didn't they and they had a fantastic header and they just luckily headed it straight to henderson so yeah yeah we kind of rode our luck out and yeah so the game kind of ended um ended um 1-0 to shrewsbury Um, it did no away goals just worth putting that out um, and yeah, we go to the meadow on Sunday and with a one goal advantage. 
yeah, it was fa- fantastic. Just leaving the ground was good, wasn't it? Everyone yeah. was in cheering and, and chanting on the way out, all the way up the road. And um, me and my dad were so geed up from it. We were going to get a bus back to the O2 and then get our get our travel back to our hotel. And my dad was like, do you fancy a walk? I was like, yeah. So we walked all the way back to the O2. It was like 1.6 miles. And just by the time we got back there, we were a bit more centred because it was, it was just so exciting. So, cool. um, so, you know, all the 770 town fans there will probably felt the same way. I imagine si- I wouldn't be able to sit still on the bus on the way home if I was on it. But um, No, it took me... Yeah. Um, I obviously I drove home after that, um, which was a bloody long drive. So uh, Blackwater Tunnel M11, and the, then there was the classic journey home. M25 was closed in parts. Oh, all the yeah, roads were shut, boot, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, booted it home, and God. yeah, it took me quite a while to kind of yeah, kind of have come down a little bit. So yeah, there was some um, yeah, very enjoyable. Me, me and my dad had an adventure on the way back. We ended up we, we ended up get back to O2. Then we had to get the Jubilee Line to Canary Wharf. We ended up walking through Canary Wharf at like half past ten at night with all yep. the sort of city bankers in the bars downstairs, and we were just like, it's a bit of a bit of a weird thing. We're just coming back from a little Shrewsbury Town game, and uh, we're in the middle of like the city of London. It was a bit odd. And then yeah, we eventually got back about eleven o'clock. So I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to sleep till about half midnight, and then I think um, yeah, I was up straight away early and watching John no- watching John Nola's goal back again. <laughs> yeah, Twitter went mad. There's loads of messages going on, and yeah. A, yeah, a lot of fun. So, talking to John Nolan, we've obviously both gone for him to be man of the match because he was bloody brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think he was. <laughs> even if he was rubbish, you had to get it just for that that, that sublime piece of skill. <laughs> he um, wasn't rubbish though. He was. No, he, he was, was excellent. Back to his best, and then we've gone slightly different for our yeah. our second place, but same on the third. So, do you want to run through your second and third place? Yeah, I went for Bryn Morris. I just thought he was absolutely immense. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that our game, as as we've said many a time, um, when we've also changed formation, we've also brought it up that you know that midfield three. Um, is key to how we play absolutely key it's, the, it's our core it's our rock and the three um, so I went for Morris because I thought his, some of his distribution was brilliant and then I went for Godfrey third um, I just thought um, the midfield three just are totally deserving of the top three this week this, this That's game fine. Yeah, I've gone for two of them. I've gone, I've gone for Godfrey as my third place for a similar similar reason. It, he was back to his very best. Um, I actually wanted to put a defender in there, though, because I thought, I don't think Charlton played poorly in that game, and there was no. a lot of times where we were at to defend. And I think of the two uh, centre-backs, I think Toto made the most headers and, and blocks and stuff. I thought he was bloody fantastic. It's funny, game. I would have gone for Sadler if I was chosen, yeah. but they just showed you how well they played. They were both brilliant, to be honest with you. Um, and, it, and we should just really mention it. We mentioned quite a few of the players. We talked about Henderson, you know, you mentioned Bolton. Sadler was brilliant. Um, we really Rodgers. Rodgers yeah, on a mission. Rodgers, Rodgers was unreal in the first half, I thought, the way that he played. He was really fluid and, and had that balance back and he really gave the, the, the defenders a bit of a torrid time. Um, he was supported really well by Beckles, I thought. I thought actually Beckles was probably one of his more defensive performances. He didn't get forward quite as much as he usually does, but he was he was brilliant one in the air. He didn't miss any headers. He made a couple of good headers from corners and you know you couldn't complain about his performance. And I suppose... Now, we mentioned all the midfield three and Carlton Morris's performance. We haven't really mentioned Wally. I'd say of, of everybody playing, and this is no knock on him, he, he probably wasn't quite as effective as Rodman in the game. However, he was involved in the goal. His crossing could have been a little bit better. And he was, he was still, a threat as a, as a runner, yeah, wasn't he? Um, he really had him worried. And he was still a seven or eight out of ten. But he was playing against probably their best player as well. He was, um, he was. And so I think he's got a performance in him in the second leg. I think he might be the standout player um, that gets us over the line. So there you go. We'll come back and revisit that comment later, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, so yeah, I, was, I haven't done the three-word match report for a while, but obviously um, with how excited everyone was, I did it on Friday. And yeah, do you want to <laughs> run through it, Glenn? Yeah, I, I've got these off the knife because you yeah. go through the player comments. But um, yeah, Kenneth Davis said, what a strike. Um, Dom Kirby said, total team performance. That's a, it's a great comment that, you know, it was... 100% of team performance they play for each other like I've not seen them play for each other for a while um, AD Evans said Nolan Ginger Genius Phil Road um, this is in relation to the guy who was standing behind the goal uh, said look it's wide which I thought was really good um, 
And then Paul Davis said, finish it Sunday, which leaves us in a nice position to take it forward, doesn't it? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we'll all want to see. Um, I think it's interesting. We'll, we'll probably start wrapping this up now, but it was interesting, the comments from both managers, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? And we'll come to Lee Boyer's, what I'm going to term as a rant in a minute. But um, yeah, what did Paul Hurst have to say? Yeah, so Paul Hurst, it was worth just saying that um, we were, we were um, how do you put this, the, had the, the worst odds so we were the underdogs yeah. going into this, which is yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, which is just kind of just plays into Paul Hurst's hands um, and the fans' hands, and that we're the underdogs again, even though we finished so far ahead in third. Um, but anyhow, um, he said, um, um, basically, it felt like we were, it felt like we were getting getting wrote off in some quarters, um, and yeah, we still might be, but the players have done have come to a big stadium and with a fantastic crowd backed by our following and made a great atmosphere. He said we produced a very good performance, one where we put and um, put bits of pressure. We knew that we knew that, but I thought we had some moments, certainly. Um it's not like being a smash and grab. Um, you know, if anyone says that I'll disagree. And then he talks about um, you know, he talks about Nolan's strike, it was a great strike and a bit of quality. Yep. Um, and then he's talking about the fans as well, saying, you know, and he hopes that on Sunday we can have a full house. And yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah, he's obviously Paul Hurst is pretty ecstatic. He, he said that, yeah, they he had to try and, you know, they had a bit of a crazy few seconds after the goal, <laughs> but then they had mm. to get back to focusing because, yeah, that would have been enough time for them to score. So yeah, Paul Hurst, obviously, unsurprisingly, pretty ecstatic about the, um, the performance and the yeah. result. I think he's going to get his full house from from everything I've yeah. seen so far with ticket sales, which is good. Um, my my comment, and this is this isn't about Paul Hurst and post match comments, which are fair enough, is about what I saw the man do at the end of the game, um, and it was I was close to it. So uh, on the final whistle, Toto Beckles, uh, East, not Issa, well Issa came down the line. I think he was a sub, and they, all their family was sitting quite close to us, and they came over to clap their fans, and and Toto was giving like little heart signals to his family. And so Beckles was sort of coming over and clapping the people who come to support him, and then eventually Toto climbed his weapon to the crowd while everyone else was sort of clapping the, the fans down the other side where the flags were. These four or five lads were over by us, and then Payne came over. I think he's from that way, maybe I'm not sure, but he had family there as well. Um, and then Paul Hurst clapped the fans really quickly. Just well, real quick was it clap. quickly? Yeah, well, he, down by us it did. I mean, he might have clapped the, the other fans a bit more. But as he came down, he started to get a bit more perturbed when he saw them in the crowd. And he didn't like it. And he was over. He was calling them back. He called Carton Morris back. He got he told Toto to get out of the crowd. And he turned around to give a lo- the last little clap. And I didn't mind that. I thought, the man is laser-focused at the moment, isn't he? He is 100% didn't want anyone to say, oh, they were in the crowd celebrating at the end. And then, you know, if we lost at home, Charlton would be mocking us. He was like... No way, this is not job done. This is half time. You know, come on, lads, let's get back in. You've done a good job so far, but we could, we need to just stay focused here. And I thought, brilliant management. He really just got them back as soon as possible, and he would want it to just get his instructions, get his message into them. And I don't mind that, you know. He's got plenty of time to clap us at the end of the season on Saturday. No, I'd say no. Opposite to that, also you were focused on the players. I was going to say that Paul Hurst gave an extra long clap. It was longer than normal. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah. I was probably focused on the players, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't see where he was, he was but... He yeah. went along the line and he's kind of looking all along the line and he's clapping longer than normal. That's good. Um, okay. And I think it's just a kind of testament. And I you know I think the fans really helped um, help the players on on Thursday night. Oh, definitely. I, but I just you know for me that what I saw at Hurst you know when when he got to that point was I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought he was just obviously trying to say right we we'll move on to the next thing now. There was no you know he did clap for a long time and that's fine. I think that's expected in a playoff game. But I certainly think that you know he wasn't sort of he, he obviously knows there's a lot left to be done and he doesn't want to be a accused of over celebrating something when it's only half time which is fine so I just think the man's very very focused anyway um, his comments were very measured at the end of the game whereas 
<laughs> Lee Boyers were not quite so measured, I didn't think. You know, he's obviously a new manager, Ali, isn't he? Do you think what he had to say was a bit naive? Yes, I think he was a bit <laughs> naive. I think he was a bit in the moment and it was a bit... Um, but then at the same time, asking a question, Glenn, do you think those those comments weren't for us, were they? They were for the oh, players no. and the fans to keep them kind of motivated. Yeah, they're always for his side. I, I completely agree with that. Any manager from the opposition team, the comments are always directed at kind of keeping his fans or his players happy. To me, it's it's going to backfire on him. And I'll just read you a few of the things he said. And it's, it's nothing too scandalous, I suppose. But um, it's a bit interesting. So he said, I said to the lads, don't get too down. You didn't deserve to lose that game. Um, there's a lot of football to be played. And I believe my side is still better, the better than their side. They've just beaten us, but my side are better. We'll go there and we will turn it around, right? So fine, you know, bullish. That's that's fine. That's not a fair reflection of the game. You know, it was it was we shaded that game. And we probably did deserve to win, in my opinion. But obviously, yeah. he doesn't agree. And then he talks about other bits and pieces about how you know um, he's disappointed to lose the game. Um, there wasn't too much in it. Two honest teams who gave everything. Fine. Talks about the chances he missed. Talks about how long there is to go. Um, and talks about how they won there before, which was fine. But then later on, he's like um, talking about our time wasting. He says, "I don't believe in things like that." If they're winning one nil with ten minutes to go, I understand that, but not from the beginning. You've got to 180 minutes of football to play, but it is what it is. And I, I don't think we time wasted from the bloody start, so I don't really get that comment. Anyway, if I was Paul Hurst, I'd print off that start bit about how their team are better than us, and we'll go there and turn it around. And I'd put it next to that thing on the whiteboard in the, in the <laughs> training ground that says we're relegation favourites, and that'd be your team talk done, wouldn't it? You know, he's made it so easy for us to have that motivation on Saturday to still continue to push as hard as we did. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you think? Do you think, Glenn? So they would have had Friday off. Training, um, Saturday, training Saturday today. Do you think there's one training day between between the games? Um, I guess so. Yeah, you yeah. just keep yourself ticking over, don't you? It was interesting. They travelled down on the the night before, didn't they? And they trained at some non-league clubs um, uh, ground on the on the on the Friday, which was good. And I think you know that's obviously a little bit more money than we usually have to do for playoffs and stuff. So I think Paul Hurst was pretty happy that we'd got those arrangements in in and in and sorted. So. Yeah, I think that we're obviously doing things the right way for the playoffs, so I suspect they're probably in for a little session this morning. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you'd imagine so. And then yeah. also I'd suggest that I'm sure Hurst is minding them. It's half it's half time. Um, you know, we've only got a small margin um, of, of, of a lead. Um, and yeah, we've got to, um, yeah, it's a, I imagine that hopefully they'll come out with the same mentality. Yeah. The other interesting thing about time-wasting was that centre-back, Pierce, it, it did an interview afterwards and he said, well, one thing I'm going to do at the start of the game is talk to the referee about Shrewsbury Town's time-wasting. Great. So you, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. And it, the referee's going to have to be pretty strong, isn't he, um, on on Sunday uh, when we have this game? So I suppose that brings us to Sunday, doesn't yeah. it? What, what do you think is going to happen, Ollie? So, yeah, question to you, Glenn. Um, um, do you think he'll start the same team? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely. absolutely no reason to change it considering how we played um, and considering the, the context of the game. And a lot of people have been saying about how 1 0 for us at Charlton is probably. You know, all right, it's not the best result. We could have won three 0 but it's going to force them to attack us at the meadow, isn't it? And yeah. looking at how we counterattacked and how we were back to our best on that on on Thursday night, you know, maybe it makes it even better for us because yeah. we, we can just launch counterattack after counterattack and try and pick them off like we usually do. And to me, that's perfect for us. You read my mind, Glenn. <laughs> that was oh, exactly go. the same thing I was going to say. I was going to say that yeah, it'd be, it's almost a bit like for me, it kind of. I'm daydreaming about the Bristol Rovers game because they came yeah. on to us, didn't they? They came on yeah, to us. We did. played our counter-attacking football, um, and yeah, maybe, maybe. So maybe this, maybe the first leg was all about the central midfielders. Maybe this game's going to be all about the wingers, um, and they're going to have to counter-attack. And maybe your um, kind of your your um, your kind of prediction that Wally is going to be intellectual is maybe going to be yeah come true. Yeah, and um, I yeah, so good. I think yeah they're going to have to come at us, which is going to play to our strengths. Um, and yeah, let's let everyone let's get down the meadow on Sunday. Let's make a lot of noise let's make noise that we've never made noise before and cheer these lads on 
Yeah, even though we won't be at the final when we get there, Ollie, no, I don't care. I, want I to cheer don't them care over at the line. all. I want, I want them to get there, and I want you know twenty three, twenty four thousand town fans down at Wembley. Um, that's what we want, isn't it? You know, we can we can do what we're doing on that day, but um, you know that's what everybody wants. And I think Mission Wembley, we've done a little sort of two day sort of promotion of, of a little sort of Shoot Town poster. Thanks to Ryan Humphreys for helping put that together. But I think people would have seen it on Facebook and Twitter and Blue and Amber. Um, we're calling it Mission Wembley. You know, bring streamers, balloons. Bring it, bring your, bring your shoes down tops. You want to wear them, but may, most importantly, bring your singing voice. Yep. Get behind the lads and boo them. Get on the refs back. If you, if you, if your voice is still intact at the end of the game, you haven't worked hard enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, my, me and my dad came out of Charlton away pretty horse. Yeah, so, I was um, horse as well. I don't think I'm going to be doing too much talking at work on Monday, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, that's it. You know, that's our rallying call, isn't it? As the podcast, we we want, we want, and desperately want us to get to Wembley. Get that curse away and and just get over the line because. We really have had the best team for a generation, and they they they've shown it again on Thursday night um, that they can stand tall among giants. And I want that to be the banner in the meadow next season. I want us to be playing the giants of the championship next meadow, and I want us to go toe to toe to them, nose to nose to them, and and just give it a good go. I, I would lo- would love it, love it, Ollie. We're not there yet, though, are we, Glenn? No, we've got a long I'm bloody sh- way to go and there. And, yet, and, but... and we always say, you know, it's the fans' job to get excited. It's Paul Hurst's job um, to um, keep, keep the players yeah. um, calm. So yeah, fingers crossed. It'll be uh, yeah, it's a five thirty kick. Off, isn't it? It's on those who can't make it, it is on Sky. Um, yes, yes, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be fans all around the world watching it as well. Yeah, there we go. So, we did an hour on one game there, Ollie. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be hard, <laughs> but it was hour. a game. But yeah, we're excited, <laughs> we are excited, and hopefully, it gives everyone a chance to kind of reminisce about it. You'll probably get a chance to listen to it Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning if you're out for a run or out with the family in the car and then before the game. So, yeah, I think it was just for, for the sake of posterity, we needed to record our thoughts on that one, Ollie. So hopefully everyone enjoys the podcast and we will see you down the meadow. Uh, I'll probably go to the fan zone, Ollie, if anyone's interested. But, you know, I think it'd be a bit of a vibe down there. Apparently it's 80s music all the way this week. I don't know why, but... Oh, uh, but 80s, maybe a bit of 80s music, a bit of 80s revival, our time in the championship, maybe. That's there you go. The I think that's, yeah, that's quite good, isn't it? Um, yeah, and we'll probably be back early next week to cover cover the playoff game and, yeah. and look forward and to it. see where we are. <laughs> 